Hey guys, welcome to the Exciting Voice of a Nation's broadcast. I'm your host, Carrie B, and this is Von Renea. I'm so glad that you tune in on this hour. I want to speak about the seven spirits of God. In our last couple of broadcasts, I have been speaking about the names of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I call them names, but in actuality, they are different titles. So uh, they should have been called the titles of the Holy Spirit. Um, but you get what I'm talking about. They are actually uh, the titles, not actually the names. I call them names, but they should be called the titles of the Holy Spirit. And I laid a foundation as far as where you can get the different scriptures uh, found in the book of Revelation and other places that just detail the verbiage of the seven spirits of God, knowing that is the Holy Spirit. And today I want to actually speak about each one of these seven different distinctions of one spirit, the Holy Spirit. Um, so I want you to get your Bibles and uh, because when you're speaking about the titles of the names of the Holy Spirit, they speak about a particular role of function that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of mankind or in the earth realm. And uh, I think it's very important that we understand who he is and the different functions that he operates in. So anytime there's a need in our life, we can call upon one of those titles or one of those names and receive the power that comes along with it. And so I want us to go to the book of Isaiah, the 11th chapter. We want to read five verses of Isaiah, uh, 11th chapter, the first through the fifth verse. And it reads as follows, out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot. Yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root. Now we know that Jesus is a descendant of David. And this is speaking about Jesus that's coming from out of that family line, a shoot, a brand new branch is coming out. And he's going to bear a lot of fruit. It's going to be the savior of the world. And then it says in the second verse, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Speaking about Jesus, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So this is speaking about the seven different distinction of functions of the Holy Spirit that would be resting on the life of Jesus. We need the Holy Spirit. We really do. And we need to uh, pay attention to him. We need to listen to his voice. We need counsel and direction. He's the one that gives us that sound doctrine and counsel. And that's what we need in this hour. And he will delight in obeying the Lord. He will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. Now, the word of the Lord is saying that when Jesus comes, this shoot, this branch from out of the lineage of David, he's going to have the sevenfold spirit of God on him. And he will delight in obeying the Lord. Now, that's powerful because we're speaking about the Son of God. He's going to delight in obeying his Father. And he will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay. And I think this is so very important in this hour because there's a lot going on in the world and people are judging and uh, they're basing their decisions and, and their words based on uh, political parties, based on race, based on friendship. 
The Bible says that when he was coming, when Jesus was going to come, he was not going to be basing his uh, uh, appearance, his judgment on appearance, uh, making decisions based on some hearsay. All of it was going to be fact. And uh, he will give justice to the poor and make fair decisions for the exploited. I like that because that is what's lacking in the church today. If you're dealing with some types of issues, just say, for instance, um, you're dealing with righteousness or holiness, uh, racial injustice, socioeconomic uh, different issues in our society, financial, spiritually, mentally, whatever it is, you have to have the spirit of the Lord on you to judge fairly. It cannot be by your opinion only. It has to be by the word of the Lord. And I think that is what we need to start operating in the church because we're lacking that. We are far from that in today's societies, uh, society. And so he, the Bible says he would give justice to the poor and he would make fair decisions for the exploited. I love to see uh, people that are fair, people that judge righteously. You know, we have a political uh, election coming up. And I have seen so many that say that they believe in the Lord, but they have judged unfairly. They have said things unfairly. And this is on both sides. And there's only one right. And uh, there's only one way to be fair. And that only comes by the instruction, the advice, and the direction of the Spirit of God. If you don't have the Spirit of God, you cannot judge correctly. You can't judge rightly. You can't see rightly. You can't feel rightly. You don't understand rightly. You don't have empathy if you don't have the Spirit of God. You don't, you don't have the ability to understand what someone else is going through. And the reason why they may be feeling the way they feel unless you have the Spirit of the Lord to be able to rightly judge decisions and actions and things that are very important in our lives and even in the church. And uh, so I'm so glad that this is worded like this. And it says, The earth will shake at the force of His word, and one breath from His mouth will destroy the wicked. Speaking about Jesus. And He will wear righteousness like a belt. The Bible says that when Jesus would come into the world, that he was going to wear righteousness like a belt. Now you know that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. We have to wear righteousness. We cannot be a people that are swayed by different opinions. Opinions. We cannot be swayed by different emotions. We are swayed by what the word of the Lord says. We judge righteously. We judge righteously, and we have a responsibility to do that. And it says he will wear righteousness like a belt and truth like an undergarment. Righteousness and truth. Only way you can get that way is by the instruction and the counsel and the wisdom and the tutelage of the Spirit of God. That's what we need. We really need it in today's uh, society. So in this passage of scripture in Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord 
Isaiah is speaking about the spirit of the Lord and his different aspects of his ministry. The Holy Spirit is mentioned in seven different ways in this verse, seven distinct expressions of one spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Lord, but he's also the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So we're talking about the seven spirits of God. And these seven spirits are not seven different spheres, but they refer to the complexity, the ministry of one spirit, the complex ministry of one spirit that is distinct in ministering the things on behalf of God. And I think that this teaching is really going to be a blessing to you. So once again, let's, let me give you um, the seven spirits of God so you can write it down or you can just uh, put it somewhere where you can remember it. Number one, the spirit of the Lord. Number two, the spirit of wisdom. Three, the spirit of understanding. Four, the spirit of counsel. Five, the spirit of might. Six, the spirit of knowledge. And seven, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. These are the seven spirits of God. These are distinct ways that God manifests himself in the personage of the Holy Spirit. Now, as I said before, uh, in our last couple of broadcasts, speaking about the names of God, and I said the names of God, and in actuality, they are the different titles of the functions of the Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm, when I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, now this is going to be a detailed lesson. Uh, it's not going to be a quick lesson as I'm speaking about uh, the Holy Spirit and his teaching, because, you know, after I get through with this, I'm going to be talking about the way the Holy Spirit came upon the Old Testament saints and how he, uh, his mighty power fell upon them. And because we're looking at not just the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, but the Holy Spirit has always been around. When Samson and the others did those great exploits, they did them by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to show you in later on teachings about that. And then I'm going to speak about um, the fruit of the Spirit. And I'll speak about uh, the gifts, uh, gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going to teach all about this. So it's going to be a large, expansive, exhaustive teaching on the Holy Spirit, his functions, his gifts, his names, uh, his order, and so forth. So let's, let's get into this lesson. Um, number one, the Spirit of the Lord. Let's take a look at the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter. Because we're going to see Jesus. Now remember what was said in um, Isaiah, the 11th chapter, first through the fifth verse. Now this was speaking about a descendant of David. And the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. That Spirit of the Lord will rest upon Jesus. Now, we want to see this actually happening in the Gospel of Luke, the fourth chapter. Let's take a look at the 18th and the 19th verse. Now, Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty of freedom to the captive and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, 
and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So that scripture uh, is tied in right in with uh, Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He didn't do anything without the spirit of the Lord upon him. If you're trying to do something in your own strength, you're going to fail. The flesh profits nothing. The spirit gives life. You have to have the spirit of the Lord on you, particularly, especially if you're doing ministry. You cannot correctly and effectively do ministry without the spirit of God on you. Without the Holy Spirit on your life, you can't do ministry. Because for the sinner, the Holy Spirit draws the sinner to be saved. Without that drawing power of the Spirit of the Lord, there is no salvation. So he has many different functions and he does many things. He is a busy person, if I can say. And as I said in our last segment, to me, the Holy Spirit is like a grandfather to me. He speaks in such a loving way. He has a, such a loving personality and disposition about himself. He's so kind. He's so warm. He's so gentle. Um, he's strong, but yet he's soft. He's soft, but yet he's strong. He's um, gentle, but he's also forceful. Because when you walk with him and you learn his voice, you can tell the different elevations of his voice and what he means and what he says. You should walk so close with God that you should always be able to discern what voice is speaking to you at that particular moment. You can be in a crowd of a hundred people. And if one of your family members call you by name, most of you would know that that's your child, your spouse, your family member, because you're used to the name of that person or the voice of that person. That's how it has to be with God. We have to be so close to him that without a shadow of a doubt, we know his name, we discern his name, and we know when he's talking. And sometimes he talks a lot and sometimes he's quiet. Sometimes um, it seems like the Spirit of the Lord doesn't say anything to you until you say something to Him. I know He's always given direction for the most part, but there are times when He's silent until you speak and you ask questions and then you can hear His voice. I don't know if He's ever done that to you, but to me, I know there are times um, when he's quiet, um, there are times when I can only hear him when I steal myself, when I quiet myself, then I can hear him speaking. And the voice is always still the same. Quiet, but yet loud. Sweet, but yet flavorful. He has a salt on it. Like I say, he's like a grandfather to me, and, and I love him so much. And as I'm teaching this, I'm loving him even more because what I'm teaching you is also being absorbed in my spirit. So uh, that's a blessing. So we see Jesus 
He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Who? The spirit, the Holy Spirit. When you're speaking about being anointed, it's not to play basketball. It's not to cook. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not really <laughs> for any of that kind of stuff. The anointing is for the purpose to remove the burns and destroy the yokes. The anointing is a ministry gift that is that comes upon the believer to do a certain function by God. You can't say somebody is anointed to play basketball. No, that's anointed. That's not anointed. That's gifted. You're gifted to be able to cook. Now you be, may be anointed to sing and to teach and to preach those different things. You're not anointed to run track. You're gifted to be able to do that. So I hope that makes sense. So he said he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The first person that was preached the ministry gospel to was the poor. And then he went on. And uh, this is such a blessing. Luke 4, chapter 18 to the 19th verse. Um, so let's take a look at the spirit of wisdom. And we've gone over wisdom uh, many times in the Old Testament with the book of Proverbs and other verses of scripture, we have spoken about the wisdom, but we want to see the operation of the spirit of wisdom. This is a distinction, distinct function of the Holy Spirit himself, the spirit of wisdom. God's wisdom is a part of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is full of wisdom. He is wisdom. He is um, the perfect picture of wisdom. I always say wisdom is the ability to know what to do, when to do it. Wisdom is the principal thing, Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the seventh through the ninth verse. It says wisdom is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. It's telling you that you need to get it. Just like you uh, have to go to the store and get groceries. Uh, you may need some clothes. You get clothes. Or you have to get some gas. Or you have to get your necessities. It's also saying go and get wisdom. Now, how do you get wisdom? You get wisdom from the spirit of wisdom, the Holy Spirit. You get wisdom from the word of the Lord. The book of Proverbs is one of the most important books in the Bible because it teaches you how to live by wisdom, full of wisdom, full of life lessons. So it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. Exalt her, who? Wisdom. And she will promote you. If you exalt wisdom, if you walk in wisdom and make wisdom important to you, this wisdom of God will exalt you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. When you take it upon yourself and say, I'm going to walk in the wisdom of God. What you're actually doing, you embracing the lifestyle of the Lord. You embracing the advice and the counsel and the understanding and the insight of God. You're saying, God, I cannot do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I need your wisdom on my life. I need for you to show me what I'm doing. I need for you to show me what you want me to do. Show me how to live. Show me how to be a man of God. 
Show me how to be a father. Show me how to be a wife, a mother, whatever it is. Show me how to operate in business. Show me how to pray. Seek the wisdom of God. Guys, that's all for this segment. This is Von Radio Voice Over Nations broadcast and Carrie B. Coming back real soon with the second part of the seven spirits of God. I want to make sure um, that you tune in once again and that you share this broadcast so it can be a blessing to others. Talk to you real soon. Be blessed. Hey guys, if you really want to hear a life-changing word from the Lord, you want to hear what God is saying in this hour, this is the radio station for you, Vine Radio. This is the broadcast, Voice Over Nations, and I'm your host, Carrie B. We have been speaking about the seven spirits of God, and uh, on yesterday's broadcast, I left off with the number one, the spirit of the Lord. I spoke about the spirit of of the Lord on that particular broadcast and gave you some other information. And today I want to just kind of recap the latter part of that message. Well, left off on um, the spirit of wisdom, the latter part of it. And I want to once again go over the spirit of wisdom. And as I said before, God's wisdom is a part of who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the perfect example of who wisdom is and what wisdom is. Wisdom means skill. It means skill in the Bible. Uh, It is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment, or just being wise. Wisdom is taking knowledge and using it in an appropriate way where you can gain skill and good insight. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, seven through the ninth verse. Let's go over that again because I didn't get a chance to finish it. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the number one thing, the most important thing. Therefore, get wisdom. You have to get it. It's not coming to you just automatically. You have to take the time. You have to search for it. You have to go and gain it or get it through reading, uh, through life experiences. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt wisdom or exalt her and she will promote you. When you get skill, as I said before, in the Bible, in the Hebrew, it means skill. When you get skill, skill exalts you because you experience. People want experience. They pay these chief executive officers, these CEO, millions of dollars a year. I mean, some of them get massive bonuses, millions of dollars in bonuses, and they pay them that much because of their skill, because of their knowledge. They pay them because they have been hired to make hard decisions and decisions that will help their companies to grow and uh, be the best that they can be. So when you're getting wisdom, you're getting skill, life lessons, you sit under the old, uh, older saints, uh, 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 listen to older, uh, the older generation, you gain a lot of wisdom from them because they have lived these lessons that we are facing, are going through. They tell you, son, I don't want you to do this. Don't go that way. Don't go that way, daughter. The reason why they're telling you that is because they see something you don't see. And they give you wisdom. The people that you may hang with, they're giving you wisdom. That person is not right for you. That's wisdom. That job is not right for you. That's wisdom. 
Wisdom is the principal thing. Uh, the older saints, the older generation, your parents can give you so much wisdom, especially if they're walking in the Lord. They're trying to tell you something and you're young, you just think you know it all. And as, as some uh, people that have been living much longer than you, listen to what they're saying. You can not only gain wisdom from the Bible, that's the best place to get examples of wisdom, but you can also get wisdom from others. Sit under wisdom. Get around the older saints that have lived a long time and they have uh, been in the presence of God and they can teach you some things. Because when you learn from them, but especially if the grace of God is on their life, it's going to teach you so much. And it's going to be a blessing to you and your family in the end. And then it says, exalt her, exalt wisdom, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. Take the time and embrace this knowledge, this skill, um, this understanding and experience and good judgment. Take the time and embrace her. And she will place on your head an ornament of grace. And grace is another word of favor. Um, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. It's going to be delivered to your crown of glory. So what the writer is saying is that when you embrace wisdom, when you get the spirit of wisdom, because this is the second um, distinction of the Holy Spirit. We're speaking about the seven spirits of God. The first one was the spirit of the Lord. The second one is the spirit of wisdom. When you embrace this teaching from the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, the one that has no beginning and no end. He's always been around. He knows all things. He, nothing gets past. He's, he, he also is the spirit of truth. So whatever you want to know, ask God. And by his wisdom, he will instruct you. If you listen, I'm telling you, you're going to be crowned uh, with glory. You're going to have grace as your ornament. All of these things are going to come to you. And it's by the spirit of the Lord. The Holy Spirit, listen to me, listen to me, listen to what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit is going to be so important to your life in this hour. You're going to say to yourself, how was I ever able to make it without you all of these years? Because what he tells you in this hour is going to be profound. He's going to fill you with so much knowledge and understanding and wisdom. I'm telling you, you're going to bubble over effervescent types of... You're going to have like a champagne experience in the presence of God. He's going to fill you with so much bubbly joy. Praise the name of the Lord. So that's the spirit of wisdom. And there's a lot of other different scriptures that we can speak about wisdom. Um, they're all found most of them in the book of Proverbs and you can go and look them up or you could just type in wisdom um, in a Google search or some search and it'll pull up a list of different scriptures about wisdom. The next one, number three, we're speaking about the seven spirits of God. Number three, the spirit of understanding. The spirit of understanding. Proverbs, the second chapter, the third through the fifth verse says, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, 
Then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Speaking about the spirit of understanding, there's nothing in the world like having an understanding with someone where you understand each other. If you cry out, the writer is saying, if you cry out for discernment, how to discern and lift up your voice for understanding. God, give me understanding. If you seek, if you seek understanding like silver and search for understanding like hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The Bible says that you'll find the knowledge of God and you have the fear of the Lord on your life if you seek him behind understanding. So another distinction of the spirit of God is the spirit of understanding. He brings from that wisdom, he brings understanding to your life. He causes you to understand things that you don't know. He will teach you deep things that in the natural you will never be able to understand. No matter what problem you are facing today, he can give you understanding in that problem because he has the answer to all things. The spirit of the Lord can teach you everything you need to know. I've spoke about that before. He can give you understanding in every place that's hard. He can give you understanding in areas that have confused you for years and years. Hard, complex questions and situations. You know, the Supreme Court, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court is the highest court in the land, physical court in the land. Now you have your states that have their Supreme Courts, but I'm talking about the, the, the highest Supreme Court. They listen to hard um, questions. They answer hard questions. Um, they have to weigh according to law and make decisions based on sometimes um, cases that are not just as easy to answer as a yes or no. I believe with uh, positions like that, you need the spirit of understanding on your life. You need the spirit of understanding. Because when you have the spirit of understanding, everything that's hard to you, he will make it easy. Or he will make it in such a way where that which was hard, that which you labored to learn and understand for years, he can give you understanding. Some of you that are listening to this, uh, this broadcast, you've been trying to find understanding about some things that happened in your life with your family. You're trying to understand how you got in the shape that you're in, why your family is like it is today. The Spirit of God can give you that understanding. He can fill in the missing pieces. And I don't know why I'm hearing that, but someone is listening and you're trying to find some understanding about your family issues, about some things that your parents will not tell you are uh, uh, your relatives will not tell you certain things. And you're trying to find, understand. There's someone listening to this broadcast that you don't really know your parents and you're wondering why they gave you away. You're trying to find clarity and understanding. What did you do wrong? God will give you understanding about that. 
He will show you. He will tell you the deep, dark secrets that you had questions about all your life. If you get in the presence of God, you soak in his presence and you you meditate, you you quiet yourself and allow him to speak to you. He would either direct you to someone or to something or he'll just tell you he can give you a word of knowledge. He can give God can give you um, uh, one of the gifts of the spirit. He can give you a word of knowledge. And he can fill in all of the missing pieces from the past uh, to the present, even to the future. So you need understanding that comes from the spirit of understanding. And he is available to you. Matter of fact, if you save, you're born again, he lives in you. So whatever's hard, whatever you need to fill in the missing pieces with, where you need understanding, clarity. Why did the marriage break out? You need understanding. The Holy Spirit will give you understanding. Why did your ministry fail? The Holy Spirit will give you understanding in that. That's what we need. Understanding. Praise God. Let's go over some more scriptures. Proverbs, the third chapter. 13 through the 18th verse. It says... Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are waves of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. This is speaking about wisdom and understanding. How important it is to gain wisdom and understanding. Praise God. The one who gets wisdom and understanding. I'm telling you, it would be better than getting some silver and some gold. And uh, you're going to profit off it better than that. This wisdom and understanding, this spirit is precious, more precious than diamonds and rubies and pearls and gemstones and emeralds. And nothing you can get in life can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. Wisdom and understanding will give you long life. It's a lot of people die before their time because they don't have wisdom and understanding. They don't have wisdom and understanding and their life is cut short. All of her ways are pleasant and all her paths are paths of peace. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you want to walk in wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the doorway to wisdom. And then it says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You need wisdom. You need understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. You would be a fool in this hour not to fear God. A person that does not fear God is a person that is proud and arrogant and self-centered 
and boastful. It's a person that's on their way to hell. I'm speaking about a reverential fear of God. Yeah, some people say, I don't fear no man. Well, you may not fear a man, but you need to fear God. You really do. Because if you don't fear him, you don't respect him. If you saw God in all of his glory, in all of his splendor and his majesty, if you were to look at God right now, you'd be blind. He will burn your eyes out. That's how bright he is. That's how hot he is. Just think of this. There is nothing in the universe that exists outside of God. Everything comes from with him. Even the sun. You know how hot the sun is? If we were to look closer to the sun, we'll be burnt up like crispy bacon. <laughs> That's mighty hot. All of that comes from within God. If God is able to make the sun, don't you think he's hotter than the sun? But yet you will not fear him. Yet you don't uh, regard him. Yet he can't tell me what to do. That's a fool. I'm speaking about reverential fear, a fear and a respect that I cannot just do anything I want to do and not stand before God without fear and trembling. Every, almost every single person in the Old Testament, almost, that had encounters with God or encounters with angels, they feared. They feared the angels. When an angel showed up, they were shaking in their boots. You take who was it, Daniel? Uh, man, and Ezekiel, those guys, they feared because they saw something. Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was afraid. All of them, because they saw the glory of God on angels. Now, you can imagine what kind of glory God has on himself. So it's a reverential fear that you should always have. As I said before, I mean, I was an adult, but I still feared my parents to a certain degree of reverential fear. It's always good to have a healthy fear of God. Praise the Lord. So it said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 18 and 2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. They always have an opinion about something. You, you have some people that are so opinionated. They got an opinion about everything. It's always negative. It's always, you got to be right about everything. It says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding. You can have an opinion, but not have understanding of what you're saying. You can say something and make yourself look just like a fool because of the much volume of your words. Sometimes it's good to just shut up and listen, not speak so much, not talk so much. I've listened to broadcasts where um, sex segments where people were brought on as guests on different shows and they very seldom were allowed to speak 
because the person that had the platform was talking so much didn't even give the guests time enough to speak. I, we have a couple of shows here in America where uh, they're religious shows and they have a guest on and this one in particular they have a, he, this person I have a guest on and they do most of the talking. And I'm like, will you please be quiet so I can listen to your guest? That's why the guest is there, so we can listen to a different perspective that they have. What is the purpose of having a platform and you're inviting a guest, but you don't allow your guest to speak? So the Bible says a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. I just got to tell you what I got to say. I got to tell you what the Lord said. Okay, well, we already heard what the Lord told you. Let me hear what God told them. Maybe that's just me, y'all. Hey, <laughs> this is part two of the seven spirits of God. We're out of time. We'll be back real soon. Voice over nation, carry B, Vine Radio. Talk to you real soon. Be blessed. Share this broadcast, guys. <laughs>